Part two, chapter eighteen of Life and Lillian Gish. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Life and Lillian Gish by Albert Bigelow Payne. Part two, chapter eighteen. Sad, unprofitable days. Lillian Tinell, June thirtieth, nineteen twenty. Do you know that I'm leaving, Mister Griffith? Way down east that we are on will be my last. I go with the Froman Amusement Company between the first and fifteenth of August. I am to make five pictures a year for two years. If I make successful pictures, I shall make a lot of money. If I don't, well, kismet. It's all a gamble, anyway. It was more of a gamble than she knew. Strictly speaking, there was no such thing as the Froman Amusement Company. No Froman, no amusement Froman, had anything to do with it. That was just a part of the gamble. Griffith apparently thought it all right, and so did his brother, for it was the latter who made the connection. Had Lillian made inquiries on her own account, her eyes might have been opened sooner and less expensively. Griffith and Lillian parted on the friendliest terms. Griffith said to her, You know the business as well as I do. You should be making more money than you can make with me. He did not say stay with me and share in the prosperity which you have brought and will bring me no one could be more successful than we two together to a simple-minded literary person this would seem to have been the wisest course lillian thinks he had perhaps grown tired of seeing her around she did not make five pictures for the froman company or even one she did begin one world shadows by madame de graysac who claims here a word of introduction somewhat earlier lillian had met this gifted french lady goddaughter of victorian sardo wife of the singer victor morel herself a dramatist who had written french english and italian plays for regine doucet marie tempest and others of distinction familiar with the best literary and art circles in paris considerably older than lillian small red-haired quick of speech french in the best meaning of the term she was a revelation to the younger woman who in spite of her years on the stage and screen was a good deal of a primitive as to world knowledge and art in its less obvious forms the two were mutually fascinated. Madame de Graysac, dazed and delighted by Lillian's gifts and innocence, Lillian stirred and awakened and sometimes shocked by the Frenchwoman's brilliant mentality, her knowledge of life, her freedom of expression. In a brief time, they were devoted friends, confidants. When the so called Froman Company wanted a picture for Lillian, Madame de Graysac agreed to prepare one. She did so 
but about the time rehearsal was under way lillian's first and only salary check from the company was returned from the bank unpaid no funds they explained to her that certain backers had disappointed them it may be so at all events there was a hitch somewhere in this particular gamble lillian carried on as a number of players had come with her from the griffith staff and as they seemed to be getting their money she could not leave them in the lurch but of course the end came their pay also stopped the thing that had never really existed ceased to function it was all a fiasco a tragedy so many tragedies in the show business world shadows was discarded it made no difference between the two friends if anything they were closer than before the day was coming not so many years ahead when they would combine in another play a success madame's husband victor morel besides being a singer had a passion for painting and persuaded lillian to pose for him lillian with a view of some time going back to the stage greatly desired voice culture they agreed that in exchange for half an hour's posing he would devote half an hour to training her voice she had then finished way down east which morel seemed to love he watched it time and again then he had her go into a separate room a dark room and convey the feeling of it paint the picture as it were with her voice this was priceless training it gave her voice a quality and value it had not possessed before from morel she said afterwards i got my consonants except for the triumph of way down east a triumph not easy to understand in this more crowded more inattentive day that year of nineteen twenty was hardly a cheerful one for one thing mrs gish was in poor health dorothy had taken her to italy which might have been well enough but for the circumstances of their return it was the tragedy of bobby harron that brought them back on september first alone in his hotel room bobby shot himself for years he had been as one of the family from the days of the biograph company he had taken part in pictures with both lillian and dorothy he had shared the hardships and dangers of those days and nights of bomb and shrapnel in london and france he had been a brother to them to dorothy for a time at least something more now he was dead exactly what happened will always be a mystery lillian in philadelphia where they were opening way down east wrote nell these have been terrible days the worst i have ever known you've heard about it by this time i imagine about bob he was in his room unpacking an old trunk when a pistol fell out and exploded the ball going through his lung that was september first at ten thirty in the morning he was taken to bellevue where he seemed to improve we all held such high hopes until sunday morning at seven fifty five he breathed his last mother and dorothy were some place in italy 
could get no word to them until wednesday they are taking the first boat home which leaves today bobby had been a catholic and when his mother and sister arrived not knowing that he was dead it fell to lillian with a priest to meet them and break the news later she took them home and looked after them for several weeks end of part 2 chapter 18 recording by john brandon